This is HBU Sharks On Demand on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HBU Sports on HSRN is presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. For the first time in 13 years, the Hawaii Pacific University Sharks men's basketball team has a new leader at the helm. With Jesse Nakanishi now taking charge of the program, the first-year head coach looks to get the Sharks back to its winning ways. With their victory over Fresno Pacific this past Monday, the winning streak continues for the Sharks. And in a tune-up, before hosting their Hoops in Hawaii tournament, the Sharks will look to extend their winning streak against Division I opponent, the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. The Sharks look to take a bite out of the hot start to the season for the Bows, all while keeping their own momentum. Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii, presents Hawaii Pacific University men's basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And now, live from Simplify Arena at the Stan Sheriff Center, let's go courtside to play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht and Kualei Agbayani. Hello and welcome on into Simplify Arena inside Stan Sheriff Center. As you heard, Paul Brecht, Kuule Agbayani, here to bring you the battle of the best in the West. That's the best in the Big West and the best in the Pac West. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors versus Hawaii Pacific Sharks. Kuule, we got a really fun one today and a really fun one because a couple of teams that we're pretty familiar with here on HSRN. Yeah, this is, I would say, pretty familiar is an understatement for considering <laughs> how much we not only pay attention to these two teams, but are genuine fans of both teams and pretty much at every single home game so far this season. Uh, for a long time, I've been going to every single University of Hawaii men's basketball home game for a while. So we know quite a bit about yeah each side. We talk about it extensively on the morning show as well. So it'll be a very fun matchup that we can anticipate tonight. A really fun matchup indeed. A pair of teams who have been exceptionally hot to start off the 2023-2024 season. HPU comes in on a five-game win streak tonight, just counting as an exhibition for the Division II Sharks. Nonetheless, a really good measuring stick game for HPU as they go against a real quality team in the 6-1 and one Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Their lone loss this season coming on the road, I should say, in a neutral site at a NBA arena with Utah taking them down just a couple of weeks ago. Since then, they took on Central Arkansas back here at home, beat Central Arkansas, took down the Bears with a season-high 95 points, and they have not played since, so a lot of time to get ready for the Sharks and on the other side for HPU it's pretty similar for Jesse Nakanishi's squad as the cheerleaders come on out with the Hawaii basketball team and it's been a long week since that Fresno Pacific win 56-51 back on Monday for HPU and after that they got an opportunity to begin preparing themselves for this Rainbow Warriors team. I got a chance to sit down and chit chat with coach Jesse Nakanishi earlier this week in preparation and get an idea of what tonight is going to be like for his HPU Shark squad. Here's that conversation. 
here with HPU head coach Jesse Nakanishi following uh, your team's Fresno Pacific win five in a row now for you guys ahead of a matchup against the University of Hawaii. Let's start with the five game win streak. How are the vibes with the team right now? How are you guys feeling after winning your fifth consecutive game moving to five and two? Oh, yeah, the energy is good. We're excited. It's a, for some of them, opportunity of a lifetime being able to play in that arena and against a division, good Division One team. Um, so definitely energy and excitement is high. Uh, we're still finding ourselves, though, trying to still create our identity. And um, we've been fortunate enough to squeak out some close games and credit to our guys and making big plays down the stretch to, to win those close games. Um, but we know we got to be better uh, moving forward so it doesn't always come down to the last shot. Fair enough. And you mentioned that pretty quality UH team that you guys will take on this upcoming Sunday. How prepared are you for that UH team? What do you know already and what do you hope to uh, continue to learn about and, and as you continue your deep dive the next couple of days? Yeah, you know, they're Aaron and his staff and, and, you know, their team always wear their hat on their defense. They play hard and they play together. Um, so that's going to be a challenge of being able to execute our offense well enough to, to match that. Um, uh, and they run a lot of good stuff offensively and they execute well. So uh, it's going to be a challenge at both ends, but, you know, we're up for it. And, um, you know, we just try to execute the best we can. How's the preparation look in a week when you have a, almost a full week to prepare for a game like that, especially against a, a high-quality Division One opponent? One, obviously, it's an exhibition for you guys, but still one that you'd really, really want to go in and win. Definitely not treating it as an exhibition. We play all games the same way, and you know we're, we're going to put our best foot forward to, to win this thing and compete at a high level. But yes, we did try to give them a little time to, to be fresh for this uh, matchup, but yet have uh, shorter and e efficient practices that we go hard and, and compete at that high level that will be needed to be successful on Sunday. And then you're a local guy in a lot of senses. Last question for you. You're returning back to a place where you spent a little time to UH. You're on Coach Gannat's staff there. What are the emotions like for you now running your own, leading your own program up against the, the Division I school in your home state? And you've mentioned how there's room for another team in this state. Yeah, definitely excited. Um, you know, born and raised here in Hawaii makes me a, a green and white Bose guy thick and through. Um, always a fan of UH and definitely of Iran and his staff. I know how hard they work um, in building their program and where they're at now. Uh, but I'm so excited to get back there and, and try to put a team in front of them and, and, and go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. And that was HPU head coach Jesse Nakanishi earlier this week. And when we come back, we'll give you all the starters, all the action, everything to look forward to. HPU, UH, next on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on HSRN. You've got a minor injury or you're feeling sick. Quick, what do you do? The answer is urgent care. Hawaii Pacific Health's virtual urgent care and walk-in urgent care clinics offer fast, convenient ways to get the care you need. You have the choice of a phone consultation, video visit, or in-person care at a neighborhood clinic. No appointment needed. Urgent Care is here to help you live a healthier life. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash urgentcare. 
KGUAMK236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM760. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Hello and welcome back on in to Simplify Arena. Inside stands Sheriff Center Paul Brecht, Kuule Agbayani, getting ready to bring you all the action as Hawaii Pacific takes on the University of Hawaii. The two teams that take residence, or at least play, in Manoa. The two best teams in their respective conferences, the Big West and the Pac West. To give you the starters real quick, first for the visiting Hawaii Pacific Sharks at the one you have Dominique Diggy Winbush at the two Melo Sanchez the leading scorer this season for the Sharks at the three Josh Niasulu who has really started to heat it up from long distance recently at the four senior Mai Dusenich the captain bouncy six foot seven Slovenian and manning the middle for the Sharks the seven foot four grad transfer from St. Mary's Matt Van Komen on the other side for the Rainbow Warriors same starters as usual for coach Iran Gannat with Javon McClanahan, Noel Coleman, and Matthew Cotton rounding out the guards. And in the front court, you have Justin McCoy and another captain, Bernardo De Silva. So the usual faces for both sides here tonight, Koo. Yeah, and as you mentioned uh, just a little bit ago, that both teams are at the top of their respective divisions with HP at the top of the Pac West and the University of Hawaii at the top of the Big West. And I want to point out as well, just, you know, we mentioned earlier that the University of Hawaii only has one loss right now, and that came to Utah, 79-66. However, Utah yesterday did beat a nationally ranked BYU squad, 73-69. So take that how you will. And then also a lot going on in the Big West as well. In case you guys missed the big upset earlier, Long Beach State beat USC 84-79. So the Rainbow Warriors got a lot to play for to remain on top. And so does, of course, HPU. As Jesse Nakanishi said, just because this game does not count for the Sharks, it doesn't mean they are not going out there to try to win. And they believe that they can win and they can compete. I mean, if you look at their stats side by side, yes, they obviously play different opponents. But for the most part, they are relatively even, except for their scoring average with the UH averaging 79.7 points and HPU 67.7. But other than that, I mean, you look at how well they play defense, scoring margin is pretty decent, but it's going to be a fun game today. It's going to be a really fun game. I'm glad you bring up the similarities outside of the scoring, obviously. That's something we've talked about on Wake Up in the Den with Kutule Agbayani, which you can catch every weekday morning from 8 to 9 on our radio waves. But we've talked about it where this this Hawaii team, they play defense exceptionally well, but this offense is something new, not something that fans are necessarily uh, as accustomed to, where you have so many players who can go score, shoot, and that's something that's worried about or worried the HPU coaching staff as well. They're coming into today really looking to key in on the Rainbow Warriors from distance as we get ready for action here. I want to give you a reminder, this broadcast brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. HPU out on the court waiting for UH to join them. Paul Brecht, Kule Agbayani here inside Simplify Arena getting ready for all things basketball in Manoa between a, a pair of programs that are very familiar with each other. 
noticed during pregame warm-ups that Cody Williams, the sophomore guard out of Minnesota for the Rainbow Warriors, was in sweats once again. He's been injured recently, just taking part in two games this season for the Rainbow Warriors. Looks as though tonight will not be his third. That sports injury report brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. Yeah, and I'm really curious to see just how they start off, who's going to be defending who, how they match up against each other, because as if anyone that's listened to the HPU broadcast, you know, HPU does have some size in that center position with the 7 four Matt Van Komen, but, you know, UH has some size, just not as big as Matt Van Komen. And then the guard play, we always talk about Melo Sanchez and his hot shooting, so if he can get it going from deep, and UH had that trouble defending the three against Central Arkansas in their previous game in the first half, so, you know, HPU can very much keep like in this game if they can hit those long shots and battle in the middle. I'm glad you bring up Sanchez as well because offensively we know what he can do. I'm curious what the coaches have for him defensively today going against the three-headed backcourt that is the UH between Javon McClanahan, Noel Coleman, and Matthew Cotton. Cotton, the one who shoots the least out of all of them. I'm curious, do they start Sanchez out on the least aggressive of the three? Tip is up and won by HPU. Once again, Matthew Van Komen continues his great start to the year in terms of the tip. And we're underway here in Manoa. Josh Niasulu out on the right wing, swings it up top to Diggy Winbush. Winbush calls out for a screen from Dusenich. Gets the screen, kicks it to Dusenich. Skips over to the left wing to Sanchez. Sanchez, couple of dribbles to the baseline. His drive is cut off by Coleman. Gets it back. With one on the shot clock, he didn't know. Sanchez couldn't get the shot off in time. It's a shot clock violation on the first possession of the game for HPU. A nice job there by the Rainbow Warriors to start things out. Justin McCoy brings across the timeline, plays catch with McClanahan. McClanahan's left wing three is no good. Tipped and rebounded by Van Komen, and here comes HPU. Winbush guarded by McClanahan, crosses over. Had a shot, turned it down. We'll give it to Dusenich at the top of the key. Dusenich feeds inside, and Van Komen can't corral that one. Still stolen away, and here comes Hawaii. McClanahan all the way to the basket, left-handed layup up and good for the game's first points. 2-0 Hawaii leads just over a minute into the game. Winbush working, gets the screen again. A lot of high ball screen action early on here from HPU. On the right wing, Niasulu will drive. And going to get a foul called Matthew Van, or pardon me, Matt Cotton bumped him on the way. It'll be baseline out of bounds for the Sharks. The first team foul on UH, the first on Cotton. Yeah, that was really rare to see in Matthew Cotton in terms of he's really, really good on, on defense in the sense that he shuts it down and really never gets any fouls called on him. Yeah, he moves his feet very well there. A nice job getting the first step by Niasulu. Here's Dusenich working against McCoy, swatted away by the UNC transfer. Still no points here a minute and a half into the game for HPU. Quickly the other way comes UH. McCoy for three off the mark. No good. Ball batted around. Tipped finds its way back to McClanahan. Over to Coleman. That one no good. Rebounded and a second foul going to be called on Matthew Cotton. And the second team foul. So he'll head to the bench early on here with some foul troubles. Tom Beatty, the 
freshman out of New Zealand checks into the game for the first time for the Rainbow Warriors, the first sub here this evening. Yeah, and more like an accidental foul, I guess you can say, on Matthew Cotton there. Did you wish Winbush had the ball and Matthew Cotton just kind of ran through his back there? Yeah, a very savvy play by the point guard as he lobs it in to Van Komen. Van Komen catches, patiently pivots his way up and puts it in. Tie this one at two, two minutes into action. And there we see it, that Van Komen going to be that threat offensively down low for the Bows. And, and that's something that the Sharks have really struggled with early this season is trying to feed Van Komen, consistently feeding the ball in too low to him. He's so tall as the foul is going to get called on Mai Dusenich, his first, the team's first, and it's in the act of shooting, it appears, as Justin McCoy will head to the line. But that's something the past few games where Van Komen, you might look at his numbers and you're like, why is he not scoring more? And a lot of times it's because he's not getting a clean catch as McCoy's first free throw is up and good to give Hawaii the 3-2 lead over their Division II counterparts. Yeah, and clearly that's something offensively HPU can take advantage of. Just keep the ball up high. Van Komen will keep it high and just turn around and shoot. And it's almost, you want to say it's easy, but it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Second free throw up and good for two lead now for the Bows as McClanahan will lightly guard Winbush three-quarter court. Gets it over the timeline, feeds Dusenich at the left elbow. Hand off to Sanchez, makes its way back to Winbush. Winbush, jab step, gets all the way into the lane, and foul's going to get called. Couldn't get the layup to go, but... He'll head to the line for a pair of free throws as McClanahan bumped him on the floater. Three team fouls early on, not even three minutes into the game here as Winbush steps to the charity stripe for the first time this evening. Yeah, good play so far in HPU's favor in the sense of drawing those fouls, getting a lot of their starters, the UH's starters, in foul trouble because the less you can see them on the floor, the better for the Sharks. Yeah, it's something you do want to see if you are HPU is that aggression offensively where they're not settling from long range but attacking those closeouts. And early on, we've seen it pay dividends for the Sharks. Two early fouls on one of the starters. As second free throw up and good, but it's going to get called off. Mai Dusenich called for the lane violation. That's the first one I've actually seen this season. So the score remains for three in favor of UH. Here comes McClanahan, kicks it to the right wing to find Coleman. Coleman guarded by Niasulu. Gets it back to McClanahan. McClanahan swings on over to McCoy and gets it right back. Beattie on the left wing, feeds the low left block to Bernardo Da Silva kicks it back out, and Justin McCoy knocks down the triple. The first three-pointer of the game, 7-3 now. Hawaii leads, 17 remaining here in the first half of play. And that's what you can't do if you're HPU. You need to close, that, close out on their outside shooting. Backdoor cut. Dusenich couldn't get it to Niasulu. Niasulu now working in the post against Beattie, using that linebacker frame that our Kyle Galdera referred to <laughs> back on Monday and will draw the foul on Beattie. And once again, it'll be the Sharks heading to the line as Niasulu now steps there, looking to cut into this 7-3 deficit. Again, very smart, aggressive play so far for the HPU Sharks. The more that they can get UH into foul trouble and get closer to the bonus, the better. It's very much so good to see them not settle from the outside and continue to understand that the divisions in front of these school names don't necessarily mean anything else when you're out there on the court. First free throw off the mark, but the second one is good for Niasulu. 7-4 now, HPU trails. McClanahan brings it over the timeline, guarded by Winbush. Gets the screen from De Silva. 
Kicks back up top to McCoy. McCoy feeds down low, and a nice patient move there from Bernardo Da Silva. Put it up and in over Matthew Van Komen. Five-point lead now for UH. Winbush calls for the screen, gets it from Van Komen. Kicks on out to Sanchez. Sanchez, back-to-back seven-point games, very uh, uncharacteristic for him as his right corner trickle is off the mark, rebounded by Tom Beattie, and here comes UH. Beattie, hesitation dribble working against Ducenich, will find McClanahan. McClanahan back at the top of the key. Hesitation dribble, drops it off for De Silva, and that one blocked away by Van Komen. The block party continues here inside Simplify Arena for the seven-foot-four St. Mary's transfer for the Sharks. 9-4 still, the Hawaii lead over HPU. Winbush over to the left wing to Niasulu. Niasulu gets the screen and will find Dusenich. Dusenich, one dribble, back down low to Niasulu. Niasulu loses his footing, recovers, and he travels. After the turnover for HPU, the Sharks trail 9-4. Timeout on the floor will take 1-2. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on into Simplify Arena inside Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht Kuule on Bayani bringing you the battle of the best of the West as Hawaii leads HPU 9-4 with 15-33 remaining here in the opening half of play. And it's been some sloppiness when it comes to taking care of the ball early on here for HPU. Four turnovers in less than five minutes for the visitors. Yeah, and offensively for HPU, Melo Sanchez, who you know is their leading scorer for the Sharks, is going to have his hands full offensively as he is guarded by one of the best defenders on the UH squad in Noel Coleman. And foul is going to be called on Josh Niasulu. Bumped Coleman on the drive there. will be sideline out of bounds. The first personal on Niasulu, the second team foul for the Sharks. Inbound finds its way to McClanahan up top. Looking, will find Beattie. Beattie works with the screen with McCoy, kicks it back on out to Coleman. Coleman over to the right wing to McCoy. McCoy tried to find Bernardo De Silva, but tipped out of bounds. Will stay with the Rainbow Warriors with seven to shoot. Charlie Weber into the game for the first time for HPU. He's somebody who has also missed a lot of time due to injury throughout his college career. Inbound, tipped, and almost stolen away by HPU. McClanahan came up with it, found Beattie. Beattie can't get the layup to go. Rebounded by Winbush, and here comes the Sharks. Sanchez back to Winbush. And now Winbush will call out the offense. Diggy. Working against McClanahan, still has it. 15 on the shot clock. Not a lot of ball movement here from HPU to start things out. Foul's going to get called away from the ball, and it's going to go against Tom Beatty. It's going to be his second foul, so just like that, the starter for UH with two fouls. His backup comes in with two fouls, and now Juan Munoz and Morsec into the game for the first time for UH as Beatty will head to the bench with a pair of fouls. Yeah, and you mentioned not a lot of ball movement for HPU, and I think a lot of that, as I, I kind of alluded to, that Melo Sanchez being guarded by Noel Coleman, he essentially feels like he's taken out of the game completely offensively. It's almost been four-on-four four oftentimes offensively because of what Coleman's doing, and there, Morsec 
going to get called for the foul, pushing Matthew Van Komen off of the spot. You can hear Jesse Nakanishi tell Van Komen to hold his ground against the sophomore center from Senegal. But the sixth team foul here early on, not even six minutes into action. Next one will send the Sharks to the line for the single bonus. Inbounds finds its way to Niasulu, who will hand it off to Winbush. Winbush. Kick out to Sanchez, right wing three, off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Noel Coleman. 9-4, the Hawaii lead. And that one finds its way to Morsek, who hammers it down. 11-4 now, Hawaii leads HPU. And that's something we've talked about as well in transition. And we have a stoppage of play. We did not get a reset of the shot clock. That's something we've talked about with HPU at times, though their transition defense needs to be outstanding at every moment, and especially against a team like Hawaii, who likes to get out there and run and get those good opportunities. And when you have a big man like Morsek willing to run the floor, well, you see what happens. A big, thunderous two-hand or two-pointer there for the home squad. Inbounds to Winbush, gets it to... Charlie Weber, who is working against Harry Ruliadef into the game for the first time for the Rainbow Warriors. Ten on the shot clock. Winbush finds a cutting Sanchez. Sanchez dribbles out, and his fadeaway jumper no good. Rattles around the rim and is rebounded by Coleman. Here comes Hawaii. Coleman gets the screen from Sec. Ball fake. Kicks it out to Munoz. Munoz. Up top to McClanahan. McClanahan drives the lane and can't get the turnaround jumper to go. Rebound corralled by Diggy Winbush, and here comes HPU trailing by 7. 13-20 remaining here in the first half of play. Winbush looking to feed Weber, can't. They finally do. Weber's pull-up jumper is no good. Rebounded once again by Noel Coleman, the guard doing a nice job on the defensive glass and going coast-to-coast coast right there. The guard out of Belgium puts it up, puts it in. A nine-point lead now for the Rainbow Warriors, and a timeout called by HPU will keep it right here as it goes directly to what we were just talking about, Koo, is that transition defense mm -hmm. for the Sharks where you don't get a great look offensively and you're not able to set your defense on the other end of the floor. And this UH team just too talented to allow them to get those looks in transition. Yeah, and it's not only getting back to your defensive side of the court, but also being in the right position when you get there. Because as we just saw right now, I mean, they had, HBU had a few of them back there, but they just weren't in the right position for Noel to get that easy basket. So part of it, yes, is getting back to your side, but being having that situational awareness and getting your feet where they need to be to be able to either stop or at the very least slow down UH Manoa's transition. And that's a great point that you bring up where it wasn't like HPU wasn't back. Nobody stopped the ball. Nobody mm -hmm. stepped up and allowed Coleman to go to his strong hand, his left hand. Anyway, back to live action here as the Sharks trail by nine as we tick under 13 minutes to play in the first quarter, or first half. Charlie Weber's floater is up and good over Harry Ruliadef. And, man, HPU needed that one. Finally ending that scoring drought. Cuts it to a seven-point deficit now. McClanahan. Finds a cutting Munoz on the left wing. He knocks it down. Juan Munoz, the Taco Mamba. He uh, knocks that one in. His first shot of the day is pure, and that's something that this HPU coaching staff was worried about, going to have to limit Munoz's touches off the bench, being how dynamic the guard can be. Weber on the baseline, kicks out to Ethan Tafe. Tafe finds Winbush. Winbush, ball fake, floater, up and good. 
took the contact as well. No call. 16-8 now the HPU deficit or trails. And that's the ball movement that head coach Jesse Nakanishi has been kind of yelling at his team in front of us. And when they move the ball like that, there you go. You get a score. McClanahan over to Munoz, who tries to feed Sec down on the block, but is stolen away by Tucker Polici into the game for the first time for HPU. Good job defensively there. Winbush, left wing three, knocks it down, drops it through. Just like you should drop on in to Slice of Waikiki. Drop in for a slice. 16-11 now, HPU trails. McClanahan tries to answer that one, no good. Rebounded by Tafe. Polici hits the floor. And this one's starting to get a little bit physical as we get midway through this first half. Winbush gets the screen from Polici and it's gonna get bumped from behind by Javon McClanahan. That's gonna be McClanahan's second and even bigger. It sends Winbush to the line for a one in one opportunity when we come back. 16-11, Hawaii leads over HPU. 11-25 remaining in the opening half of play. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on into Simplify Arena inside Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht Kutale on Bayani bringing you all the action as Hawaii leads HPU 16-11 here with 11.25 remaining in the opening half of play. But all of a sudden, the Sharks starting to smell blood in the water, and it's Diggy Winbush really doing the damage for HPU. Knocked down a triple, had a floater, and now heads to the line for the front end of a one-and-one one after getting fouled by Javon McClanahan before we had to go to break. Yeah, UH Manoa is still trying to keep their head above water in terms of the foul trouble right now. Seven team fouls accumulated so far, and a lot of them being uh, to some of their main players. So good thing for HPU, however, and hopefully the Sharks can take full advantage of this. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Seven team fouls already for Hawaii as the first free throw is up and good for Winbush to cut it down to a four-point Hawaii lead. But, yeah, seven fouls, three more fouls. You work into the double bonus for HPU, and you have 11.25 to get there. No matter what, every foul from here on out is going to result in shots for the Sharks as second free throws off the mark, but offensive rebound goes to Tucker Polici, but his dribble's gonna get lost. Layup by Coleman, no good. Sack hustles, gets the offensive board and misses the chippy. Both teams making some uncharacteristic mistakes on those possessions there. All the same, 16-12 still. The Hawaii lead over HPU as we tick under 11 minutes to play in the first half. Winbush all the way to the rim, got it blocked away by Sack. Put back by Polici, no good. Rebounded by Weber, who finds its way out to Ethan Tafe. Ethan Tafe knocks down the right wing triple. And Jesse Nakanishi in front of us just with a huge fist bump. <laughs> and for a good reason, Tafe drilling that one, dropping it in from long range, just like you should drop in to Slice of Waikiki. This broadcast brought to you by Slice of Waikiki as Noel Coleman works his way all the way to the rim and gets that one up and in to put it back up to a three-point lead for the Rainbow Warriors. Just over 10 minutes left to play here in this first half. And if you are Coach Nakanishi, I have to imagine you're pretty pleased with the way that your defense has been overall, considering that there have been some good shots for Hawaii that, uh, you know, they've just ended up making. 
Speaking of, into the game for the first time for UH is Ryan Rapp. And Noel Coleman's going to get fouled on a drive to the rim by Tucker Polici. It's going to be Polici's first and the team's third. Sends Noel Coleman to the line. Coleman, one of the captains for this UH team, has four points here already looking to add to his total. First free throw is up and off the mark. Off back iron, no good. It'll remain 18-15 as Cordell Ng checks into the game for Diggy Winbush. It's almost feeling like it's going to be a free throw type of game. I mean, if Hawaii Pacific University can get better from the charity stripe right now, they're three for six. We can, they can still very much keep their way into this game as UH puts themselves in foul trouble. Second free throw also off the mark for Coleman. A rare 0 for 2 trip for the sharp shooting lefty as it remains 18-15 in favor of Hawaii. Ng kicks it to Charlie Weber, who will hand off to Sanchez. Sanchez will get it back up top to Ng. Ng kicks, finds Sanchez in the left corner, and he knocks it down. There it is. Tie ball game, 18-18 now as Melo Sanchez gets on the board, drilling a three, and you said it, there it is. The sophomore guard has really struggled the past two games. They are finally getting some space, and Drilling it on through. Here's Coleman. Kicks it out to Rapp, who will find Munoz. Munoz feeds Silva down on the low block. Silva works against Pelici and can't get the layup to go, but got Pelici in the air. And a foul is going to be called the second on the 6'11 forward out of Portland, Oregon for HPU. That, my friend, is what we like to call a ticky-tack. A little bit of a <laughs> ticky-tack for sure, especially considering considering, for the most part, some verticality from Polici, but nonetheless, a nice job by De Silva to get into the body of the 6'11 forward. That free throw is off the mark, and some people might say ball don't lie in those situations. I am not that person, though. Uh, I will say it. Ball don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> De Silva came into this one a 58% free throw shooter. Averages 9.3 points per contest, and just about six rebounds across 20 minutes a night for the Rainbow Warriors. Second free throw off the mark and no good. Ball tapped around and finds its way to Tom Beatty. And the Rainbow Warriors will have 15 to work. Rapp feeds inside, gets it to De Silva, and a beautiful feed in. That one much easier for the 6'10 forward from Brazil to give the Rainbow Warriors the lead again. 2018, under nine minutes left to play here in the first half. Ng will find Weber will hand it off to Sanchez. Sanchez takes a dribble and will refine Ng up top. Ng back over to Sanchez on the left wing. Sanchez drops it off to Weber. Weber up and in, lays it up to tie it at 20 apiece. 8.30 remaining here in the first half of play, and these spunky sharks won't go away. Charlie Weber, a nice addition for this team, and... Uh, I mentioned it at the start of the year, somebody who missed some time but can provide that bench scoring. Speaking of Juan Munoz off the down screen, drills the straightaway triple to give the lead back to the Rainbow Warriors 23-20 as Munoz knocks down his second triple of the evening. And Munoz is someone you can't give any room to to take a three. He will make it. The last His two threes that he had so far have just been like 
coming around the screen, catch and shoot. And it looked like it was good defense. The Sharks aren't playing bad on Juan Munoz at all. It's just he's just that good at shooting from distance. He really, really is. And this coaching staff was aware of that coming in, something they wanted to limit and something they've communicated to their team. They have to, have to, have to take away Munoz's airspace there. They don't. And in turn, Hawaii retakes the lead. 23-20 here, Hawaii leads HPU, 7.59 remaining in the first half of play. Timeout on the floor, we'll take one, two. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Those sunglasses are killers. Who made them? Where can I get them? Yeah, you HNL is the newest brand for all sports apparel and accessories, like these polarized sunglasses with 100% UV protection. Yeah, you, let's get it. Visit yeah-the-letter-u-hnl.com. Welcome back on Into Simple Fi Arena where HPU trails Hawaii just by three with eight minutes remaining here in the first half of play. Paul Brecht, Kuule Agbayani bringing you all the action in the battle of the best of the West here tonight inside Manoa's most famous uh, basketball building, I'll call it. You know, it's a little more famous than the Shark Tank, I suppose, though. If you haven't gotten an opportunity to go out there quite yet, you really, really should. Coach Nakanishi and his staff doing an awesome job working with the students and working with the sports information uh, group, just trying to increase that fan interest and so far for many home games that's been the case if you haven't made your way out to the shark tank quite yet i really do recommend you make it there for this team who trails hawaii currently 23 20 as we're back to live action munoz will bring it across the timeline and feed wrap wrap over to tom Beatty, who will drive the lane against josh niasulu cut off there back out to mccoy mccoy feeds in to da silva da silva over to munoz back out to mccoy and reach-in foul is going to get called against my Ducenich. That's going to be his second and the team's fifth. Two more, and the Rainbow Warriors will enter the single bonus as well. Rap inbounds to Munoz up top, who will get it right back to Rap. Drives against Tafe. And pull-up jumper in the lane, up and good. 25-20 now, the H, or the, pardon me, the Hawaii lead over HPU. 7-20 remaining here in the first half of play. Ng, guarded closely by Munoz, gets the screen up top from Ducenich. Ducenich gets it up top, guarded by McCoy, looking for Niasulu. He'll get him there on the left block, working against Tom Beatty. Turnaround jumper off back iron, no good, and corralled by Tom Beatty. Seven minutes left here in the opening half of play. Five-point Rainbow Warriors lead over HPU. Beatty kicks it out to the right wing to Ryan Rapp, who will feed Bernardo De Silva down. Bernardo De Silva, pardon me, down on the block. De Silva drives against Van Komen. Can't get the initial layup to go, but gets his own miss and cleans it on up. 27-20 now, the Hawaii lead as the start of a offensive drought for HPU. Ng. Gets the screen up top, and will feed down low to Van Komen. Van Komen couldn't handle it, and stolen away by Tom Beatty. The Rainbow Warriors have numbers, kicks it to Munoz, right wing three. He's got the Midas touch, knocks that one down. Three for three from long distance, causes a timeout to be called from HPU. We'll keep it right here as the Rainbow Warriors have extended their lead out to 10 points just like that. And we talked about it, Koo. That's what this UH team can do and why it's a little bit different from the 
uh, teams of old that fans may have become accustomed to where this offense matches that defense. Yeah, and I want to go back to offensively for the Sharks. You had mentioned it somewhat in the beginning of this broadcast about how when uh, they try to pass it down low to the big man and Matt Van Komen, sometimes it's a little too low, and that's exactly what we saw there, the pass from Ng to Van Komen. It was just a little too low where he couldn't get his handles on it. you got to keep it up high for him where it'll be somewhat of an easy basket for the 7-4 uh, center, but that's something that they need to clean up continue to move the ball around maybe drive on some of their guys get you know get to the line there are almost in the, they're so close to being in the double bonus and HBU just needs to keep taking it to UH Manoa but a good timeout call that call there by Jesse Nakanishi needs to get his sharks back on track yeah excellent job by the first year head coach here at the college ranks though it's not his first time being a head coach in general feeling the momentum starting to slip starting to go in favor of the rainbow warriors he calls timeout and gets one of his best players back into the game in diggy winbush checking back on in for cordell ing winbush gets it to tafe up top who will find niasulu niasulu back to winbush they play catch Winbush, guarded by Munoz, will feed Ducenich. Ducenich blocked away by Justin McCoy, pinned off the glass, and here comes UH. Ten-point lead for the Rainbow Warriors. Rap will feed De Silva. De Silva to a cutting. Munoz lays it up and in. Twelve-point lead as Munoz now up into double figures, 11 points to lead all scorers. And HPU's defense starting to have some holes in it. Winbush all the way to the rim, got it to go, and the foul, 32-22 with one more on the way for Winbush as Diggy Winbush, the defending PacWest Player of the Week, continues a torrent first half of scoring for HPU. Yeah, HPU really needed that, needs to get points on the board as they still continue to trail UH Manoa 32-22. Free throw up and good for Winbush to cut it back to single digits now as Munoz will walk it over the midcourt line guarded by Winbush. Will feed Bernardo De Silva at the left elbow. De Silva up top and that one poked away, stolen by Diggy Winbush. Winbush into the body of Justin McCoy. A lot of contact, no call. Blocked away by McCoy there and there I think Diggy Winbush just a little too focused on getting the contact mm -hmm. instead of going to the rim. Speaking of going to the rim, Tom Beatty all the way there but denied by Matt Van Komen out of bounds. 20 to get a shot off for UH still. 20, or pardon me, 32-23 the UH lead. Yeah, that's always been my pet peeve is when players try to go for the foul instead of going up hard to the basket, and that tends to be what happens. You lose the ball. Yeah, officials don't want to just reward guys who look for a foul, and that's what happened right there. That one blocked away by my Ducenich. Putback is no good for Justin McCoy. Ducenich down on the ground. Looks like he took a shot to the face there. Didn't see from who. And we're going to get a stop or stoppage of play as they go and check on the six foot seven forward out of Slovenia. Dusenich back up on his feet and walking under his own power. Looks like he just caught one to the nose. You know how your eyes water after that. Oh and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the face that he's giving now. 
get intended to by the athletic training staff for HPU. Eyes water, get a little sniffly. <laughs> get, gotta get your head back into the game. Yeah, pretty much. Either way, back into the game here are HPU trailing by nine with 440 remaining here in the first half of play. Winbush gets the screen from Charlie Weber. We'll get it to Weber and play a little handoff game with Sanchez. Sanchez drives, fades from the right elbow. That one's short off the mark and rebounded by Ryan Rapp. Here comes Hawaii. Rapp, left-handed dribble. Cut off by Niasulu. We'll have to kick it back out. Munoz, and they're going to get a foul called on Diggy Winbush for essentially just getting his hand caught in the cookie jar right there his first foul, the team's sixth. The next one will send the Rainbow Warriors to the line for a one-and-one, and, one, and every foul thereafter will result in shots for UH, similarly for HPU. I mean, considering how hot from the shooting one has been, maybe not necessarily a bad foul there to stop the momentum. No, not at all. That one inbounds to Munoz, who will pass to McCoy. McCoy over to the left wing to Noel Coleman, and... They're going to get Josh Niasulu on the foul. Jesse Nakanishi can't believe the call. And I don't blame him there either, as it seemed like Niasulu read the play, beat Coleman to the spot, and instead the blocking foul is called. It'll send Noel Coleman to the free throw line looking for the first of two. Yeah, those are the ones that you just don't want to give up if you're HPU as you're still very much in this game, only trailing 32-23 to their Division I foe in Manoa. Also the second team, or second personal foul as the free throw is off the mark for Coleman. A, a really uncharacteristic start from the charity stripe for the sharpshooting lefty as he's now 0 for 3 from there. Remains 32-23, Hawaii lead over HPU. Charlie Weber gets it poked away, but finds its way back to Diggy Winbush. Winbush working with the Van Komen screen. Feeds down low. Van Komen against Moore Sack. Running hook shot off the mark, rebounded by Sack. And back the other way comes Hawaii with a nine-point lead in hand. Under four minutes left to play in the opening half. Munoz guarded by Winbush out near midcourt. Gets the screen from Sack Munoz. Dances his way all the way to the cup. Up and in. Took some contact and no foul was called. Back up to an 11-point advantage for UH. With 3.13 left to play. Winbush working with a screen will find Weber. Weber left elbow jumper up and good. And there, that's what you want to see if you are Coach Nakanishi and staff is you, you get your playmakers the ball in space and at their best possible shooting points. Charlie Weber is somebody who likes to shoot it from the mid-range we saw last game. Munoz all the way to the rim once again, and the, the defense for HPU on ball has really struggled. 36-25 now the Hawaii lead with 2.46 remaining here in the opening half of play. A timeout is called. We'll take one, two. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You've got a minor injury, or you're feeling sick. Quick, what do you do? The answer is urgent care. Hawaii Pacific Health's virtual urgent care and walk-in urgent care clinics offer fast, convenient ways to get the care you need. You have the choice of a phone consultation, video visit, or in-person care at a neighborhood clinic. No appointment needed. 
Urgent Care is here to help you live a healthier life. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash urgentcare. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back. Pardon me. Welcome back on into Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht, Kuule Agbayani bringing you all the action as Hawaii leads HPU 36-25 with 2.46 remaining here in the first half of play. want to take this opportunity to remind you this game is brought to you by Slice of Waikiki. Grab a slice or create your own whole pie masterpiece at Slice of Waikiki. It's the spot for pizza in Honolulu. Located in the Waikiki Malia Hotel, head to Slice of Waikiki for freshly made pizza with aloha. 11-point deficit for the visiting Sharks here as Hawaii starting to flex their offensive muscle, getting all the way to the cup. It's been Juan Munoz with the hot hand in the first half, leading all scorers with 15 points, a perfect 6 of 6 from the field as he continues his return from injuries, obviously dealt with some real big injuries the past few seasons, a torn ACL, a torn Achilles, and really nice for Hawaii fans to see him enjoying a few nice games in a row. Yeah, and we actually have Tyrese Terrell into the game, and Matt Van Komen is on the bench now. Yep, Terrell into the game for the first time as the three-pointer is off the mark for HPU, rebounded by Hawaii. And Terrell is another one of those transfers for Coach Nakanishi's squad. A team who brought in 10 new faces this offseason as Morsek catches and finishes it to put it back up to a 13-point Hawaii lead with over two minutes left to play in the first half. Terrell is somebody who hasn't necessarily enjoyed the season he wanted as Winbush's layup rolls off the rim and is rebounded by Justin McCoy. Coleman feeds in down low to the left block to Sec, who's working against Charlie Weber. Hook shot up and off the back of the rim, no good. Rebounded by Melo Sanchez. Good defense there by the six foot nine Weber against the taller Sec. Winbush working against Beatty will find Weber. Handoff and goes off the knee of Melo Sanchez. One on one now as Noel Coleman gets all the way to the cup and lays it up and in. Extends it to a 15-point lead now for the Bows with 90 seconds left in the first half of play. Yeah, head coach Jesse Nakanishi not happy with the no calls on his squad as they were clearly calling things on the Sharks earlier. And that's understandable as well because there were seven team fouls just like that against the Rainbow Warriors. Well, to this point, just eight team fouls. So one foul has been called in the last about 13 minutes of play as Tyrese Terrell just mentioned him. Drills the right corner three, and that one had to feel good for the southpaw out of Louisiana. Somebody who's really struggled with his shot thus far, just his fourth make of the year, and that one came up at a big time. Beatty's three to answer is no good. Rebounded by Terrell there, and HPU with 45 seconds, trailing by 12, will walk it up the court. Winbush gets the screen from Weber. Feeds Weber. Weber, straightaway three, short. Rebounded by Tom Beatty. And 35 seconds on the game clock. Feed on in to Sec. And they're going to get Charlie Weber on the hold down low. It'll send Sec to the free throw line for a one and one opportunity. 29.7 seconds remaining here in the opening half of play. A 12-point Hawaii lead. Sec heads to the free throw line. A 69% free throw shooter. Actually 
better than you'd probably expect for a big man. I mentioned before, Bernardo Da Silva came into this one shooting 58% from the charity stripe, and he went 0 for 2 in his opportunity there. Yeah, and the Sharks surprisingly are struggling defensively down low, something that I wasn't expecting right away. I was going to mention earlier when Matt Van Komen was in, he just, he needs to play the ball first. He kind of gets too distracted with his assignment, whoever's in the middle, whatever, whether it's guarding Bernardo Da Silva or Morsec. He loses track of the ball and essentially gives whoever else on UH Manoa that has the ball that open layup to drive to the basket. Yeah, way too much easy or way too many easy shots going all the way to the rim for Hawaii in this first half. Here's Winbush with five on the clock. Winbush drives, pulls back, feeds Dusenich. Dusenich will have it go off a defender's leg, and with .8 seconds left on the clock, Matt Van Komen will head to the scorer's table to check back on in, and I would imagine this will be a lob up to the seven foot four center transfer from St. Mary's. And He's with the wingspan, Morsec there. I don't know, they're about even when they both put their hands up and being Morsec and Matt Van Komen. Morsec is somebody for this Hawaii team that Coach Iran Ganat and staff is excited about. His continued development as inbound finds its way to Sanchez. Off the mark. Rolls off the rim, no good, and a 12-point deficit for the Sharks heading into the locker room. 40-28, Hawaii leads through one half of play. Don't go too far, we'll have halftime coming right on up. This is HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht, Kule Agbayani here as Hawaii trails HPU 40-28 to at halftime. Welcome on into the Rivals Waikiki halftime show. Rivals Waikiki for every game, for every sport, for everyone. And Kule, there in that first half, we saw kind of the microcosms of what is good for the Sharks and what ha they have struggled with at times so far this season in terms of turning the ball over. Some struggles from the free throw line, which was a little bit surprising as well. Points in the paint is where I want to bring up first, though. 26 of 40 points for Hawaii coming inside the paint. And something we talked about leading into this matchup quite a bit was the defense of the Sharks being strong and the defense inside for the Sharks specifically being strong with Matt Van Komen blocking a lot of shots so far this season. Tucker Pelici having a nice year and Mai Dusenich another shot blocker with his springy 6-7 frame. So it's been interesting to see the amount of success that the Rainbow Warriors have been able to have inside the painted area thus far against the Sharks. Yeah, and a couple of those points, or maybe not a couple, but quite a few of the points in the paint were preventable by the Sharks, or at least they could have been defended better. I mentioned a little bit before we went to that break to go into this halftime show. You know, Matt Van Komen just seemed to pay a little too much attention to his assignment in terms of who he was guarding and not paying attention to the ball, which is huge. You got to defend the ball first. So he just let either it was like Noel Coleman and Joe Juan McClanahan before earlier in the game just get somewhat of an easy layup because they just went straight to the basket. And also um, just being a little bit stronger. I guess more uh, giving UH a little bit of a harder time because from what we've seen with UH Manoa, they'll tend to struggle with teams that are a bit more physical. So right now I think HPU just 
obviously there's a fine line because you don't want to get yourselves in foul trouble, yes, but at the same time, right now, HPU has nothing to lose when, <laughs> when you think about it. So they need to play a little bit tougher and just really guard the basket. Another reason they gave up some of those points in the paint was because their failure to be in the right position when UH Mano would transition. Again, they got down to where they needed to be, just not in the right spot to either slow down the basketball or get a stop. Yeah, and obviously it's not all on Van Komen. Van Komen does have his own role to fill uh, despite being the shot blocker. It's also on the guards out front. Josh Niasulu, Diggy Winbush, Melo Sanchez, all of these guys need to do a better job stopping the transition break, stopping the ball in transition just so that it's not necessarily as much of an ask on Van Komen because we've seen at times the ability to throw block parties for mm -hmm. Van Komen is there. He had He's fifth in all of Division Two in blocks per game, averages three per contest, had five last game. He's just somebody who they can't rely on you know, or pardon me, they can rely on, but somebody that they shouldn't have to rely on so much. They need to have better on-ball defense, and that's something you'd like to see here in this second half. I mentioned the free throws as well. Funny enough, as much as HPU has struggled from the line, it's actually worse for UH. Just two of eight there in the first half were the Rainbow Warriors from the charity stripe. Noel Coleman 0 for 3 from the line, which was a, a really uncharacteristic thing for the leading scorer for these Rainbow Warriors, somebody who we've seen lighted up from long range, inside, outside, and despite that, tonight just six points through 20 minutes of play. Yeah, and if you're UH Manoa, uh, they definitely need to clean it up a little bit in terms of those fouls. What we saw towards the ending of the first half, Jesse Nakanishi was getting quite upset with some of the fouls that weren't being called anymore. As you know, we were mentioning that they were so close. Like the, it felt like maybe the first five minutes of that first half. Hawaii UH Manoa already accumulated the 17 fouls and then the second part of the first half just one more foul in there we were assuming we would have HPU would have been in the double bonus and could have taken advantage of those free throws however it stopped at eight they kind of stopped the bleeding there if you're UH Manoa but it'll be a different start to the second half as we'll receive the return of your Matthew Cotton and Jovan McClanahan who sat out majority of that first half so it'll be interesting to see how HPU uh, can adapt to seeing the starters once again for the University of Hawaii and it, that's why it's kind of tricky when you look at the bench points that UH Manoa has scored in 21 but Juan Munoz con continuing to be the threat that he is uh, shooting a hundred percent so far including three for three from long distance 15 points I mean what can you like and HPU is not you know for all of our Sharks fans listening they're doing the best that they can to guard Juan Munoz. It's they're, not bad defense. None of his shots from long distance have been an open three. He is just that good. So it's one of those you kind of just throw your hands up and like, what are you going to do? He has been phenomenal here tonight. Really, all of the bows have been phenomenal. That's something I mentioned in my pregame write-ups. If you got an opportunity to take a peek on, on those on HawaiiSportsRadio.com where uh, I talked about the bench points being a big thing where you can't let UH's bench dominate this game because we've seen HBU starters go head-to-head -head with some real talented squads, but their bench, they just don't have that scoring at this point, and that's kind of been the case here tonight as well. 21-12, to 12, you mentioned, obviously a slight misleading due to the ability to go to a deeper bench. You have to play them longer because of fouls, but 
at the same time, if you're Coach Gannat, you feel really great about going to those guys, your depth on this UH team, because you have guys like Juan Munoz who can come in and lead your team in scoring. You have guys like Morsec who comes in and can basically give you the exact same level of play that you're getting from Bernardo Da Silva. So it, there's no real break for HBU when UH goes to the bench, and that's something that it's shown here thus far. I want to remind you this broadcast is brought to you by Rivals Waikiki. From dunks to touchdowns, goals to knockouts, watch it all at Rivals Waikiki, located in the heart of Waikiki, in the Waikiki Malia Hotel. Rivals Waikiki, for every game, for every sport, for everyone. When we come back, we'll chit-chat a little bit more about what to expect here in this second half, give you some scoring updates, and much more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to HBU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center where Hawaii leads HPU at halftime 40-28. to Paul Brecht, Kutule Ogbayani bringing you all the action here from the Stan Sheriff Center. And Kuu, here in this second half, I'm curious, what do we need to see from the Sharks to remain in this one, continue fighting, and potentially come up with just the second win in program history over the Rainbow Warriors? I'm going to share the same sentiment that head coach Jesse Nakanishi was yelling in the first half, and that they need to move the ball. We saw them, if they moved it around the perimeter, that is one thing that I want to see them do more often. Hopefully they can get Melville Sanchez his looks. He got one look there, but he didn't get any much more than that. And also, as we keep mentioning, offensively for Matt Van Komen, keep the ball up when you dip it down low. Every time they do that, it seems like UH Manoa didn't really have an answer to defending Van Komen if they don't want to foul, that is. So moving the ball around, getting those open shots, but HPU can very much keep themselves in this game. They're doing a lot better than I think most people anticipated. By the way, shout out to the crowd that made it out on this Sunday afternoon. A lot bigger than I anticipated, actually, I'm going to be honest. I was going to say the same thing where it's a pretty good crowd. You have some people making their way up into the upper bowl as well, the lower bowl, uh, a nice attendance as well. So uh, a nice showing of fans here for both of these sides. I want to give you a quick update on points. I mentioned it all throughout the broadcast. We have, of course, Juan Munoz leads all scorers with 15 points, 6 of 6 shooting from the field, 3 of 3 from deep as he continues a resurgence here in his eighth year of college eligibility. And for the Sharks, it's Diggy Winbush with 10 points, 3 assists to lead the way for HPU and he continues a real torrent run as he is the defending PacWest player of the week. You mentioned it as well. Melo Sanchez just three points on one of six shooting through 17 and a half minutes of play in that first half. When we come back, the second half of action as HPU tries to come back against the University of Hawaii at Manoa, down 40-28 to 28 at halftime. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on Into Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht, Kuile Agbayani bringing you all the action of the Battle of the Best in the West, the Big West, the Pac West. 40-28 Hawaii leads as the Rainbow Warriors will start the second half of play with possession. Noel Coleman out on the right wing will find... Javon McClanahan. McClanahan looks and plays catch with De Silva. McClanahan matched up against Van Komen, feeds De Silva. De Silva's layup is no good, and 
tips it out of bounds the other way. Good defense for HPU on the first possession here of the second half. <laughs> HPU got a little lucky there as there was a little bit of a, a, a mismatch with Bernardo De Silva and Tiki Winbush. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> uh, Winbush working against McClanahan finds Ducenich feeds Melo Sanchez on the backdoor cut. Sanchez up and in, and just like that, Melo Sanchez gets his second bucket of the night, and that's exactly what we talked about, Ku, in this second half. HPU is going to need to their, get their leading score back up to Mark, and they're a good start. Coleman, right wing three, drills that one. 43-30 now, Hawaii leads as Noel Coleman puts to rest those shooting concerns from the charity stripe of the first half and says, well, 0 for 3 from the free throw line. I'll get them all back from one shot. You need to make up for those misses. <laughs> My Ducenich on the right elbow picks up his dribble. We'll find Winbush. Winbush working with the Van Komen screen, surveying. Feeds Van Komen in the paint. Off the back iron, no good. Rims out and rebounded by AUH. Here comes the Rainbow Warriors. Matt Cotton back into the game for UH. He picked up two quick fouls and never returned in that first half. Here he is on the left wing. He'll pull up for three over Winbush. That one no good. Rebounded by Bernardo Da Silva. And back out to McClanahan. McClanahan works against my Ducenich. Turnaround jumper up and good. Back up to a 15-point lead for the Bows now. Just two minutes here into the second half. Winbush will walk it across the timeline and find Ducenich. Ducenich drives against McCoy, works, shot fake, can't get that one to go. Off the rim, rebounded by De Silva, and here comes McClanahan. McClanahan up top to De Silva, finds Coleman. Coleman, shot fake, finds a wide open De Silva who gets stuffed by the rim. That right there, the most open shot De Silva's seen all night. Couldn't come up with it. Still a 15-point lead for the Bows. Here comes UH as Ducenich on the right elbow finds Van Komen. Van Komen handoff to Winbush. His pull-up jumper is no good. Rebounded by Coleman. And the struggles offensively continue for HPU as Bernardo Da Silva gets that one to go and the foul. He'll head to the line for one more after extending the Hawaii lead to 17. Foul's going to get called on Josh Niasulu. That's his third team's first of this second half as Da Silva will head to the line for the dog meat of the play after getting the initial bucket to go. Those couple offensive possessions by HPU, I mean, they had a, those two good open open looks in the paint, but the ball just didn't want to drop. The problem was not the looks themselves. It was just that, you're right, they didn't end up going down. Speaking of going down, that one does for De Silva. The free throw is good, 48-30 now. The whole lead, 17-10 remaining here in the second half of play. Winbush up top finds Sanchez. Sanchez back to Winbush who will feed Ducenich into the corner. Ducenich struggling with a dribble. Loose ball is ripped away by Noel Coleman. Jump ball is going to be called. And possession arrow in favor of the Sharks. Eight on the clock. Winbush going with a head of steam. Gets the screen from Van Komen, finds a cutting Niasulu. Niasulu puts it up, puts it in, and Matt Cotton 
That's his third foul, the team's first foul of the second half. And just like that, an and one on one end, an opportunity for the same thing on the other as Niasulu gets the left-handed layup to go through contact. 48-32 now, the Hawaii lead over HPU. 16-48 left to play in this one as Niasulu steps to the line, a 75% free throw shooter. His free throw is up off the mark, off back iron, rebounded by UH. McClanahan finds McCoy back up top to McClanahan. Over to the right elbow to De Silva. Back up top to Javon McClanahan, who will find Noel Coleman. Slices through the lane, gets it stolen away by Melo Sanchez. A nice sleight of hand right there by the sophomore guard for HPU. Pick and roll action. Sanchez finds Dusenich, and Dusenich is going to throw it away right there. Had it tipped and stolen. McClanahan feed inside. Bernardo De Silva puts it up and in. A nice post feed there from his 5'10 point guard and the 6'9 forward from Brazil does the rest as now an 18-point lead once again for UH. Timeout's going to be called by U, or pardon me, by HPU. Jesse Nakanishi not pleased with his team's effort to start this second half and their execution. Got a timeout on the floor. We'll keep it, or no, pardon me, timeout on the floor. We'll take one, too. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on Inside Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center where Hawaii leads HPU 50-32. Paul Brecht, Kuule Agbayani bringing you all the action here tonight as the Sharks have struggled here to start this second half down 10-4 since the or since returning to play from the locker rooms, UH been able to increase the lead by six more points. I want to take this opportunity to remind you this broadcast is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. When you choose a primary care physician affiliated with our sponsor, Hawaii Pacific Health, they take a personalized approach to prevention, wellness, and a healthier you. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash primary care. Yeah, Hawaii Pacific University just needs to settle down a little bit, especially defensively. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier about Matt Van Komen, but it seems like all of them are just a little lost on defense, like losing assignments. I can't quite put my finger on it. I mean, not taking anything away from UH Manoa as they do have a strong offense, but there is just something not right with the Sharks right now, and that's why Justin Akinishi had to take that timeout. Melo Sanchez loses control of his dribble and off his foot it goes out of bounds. Another turnover for HPU here and seems that their offense won't get back into uh, back into session right there. Timeout on the floor. We'll keep it right here as uh, it, it really goes directly to the turnovers when you're looking at the team comparison for this game so far. 11 turnovers through this much action, through about 24 minutes of action for HPU, compared to just three turnovers for UH. The Rainbow Warriors doing a phenomenal job taking care of the basketball, not allowing those easy baskets to get that HPU offense back on track. And that's something that uh, probably is the difference here tonight, right, Ku, where you see HPU go through their offensive struggles, and oftentimes they can rely on their defense to create good looks and get them back on back in rhythm. 
tonight that not you know, hasn't necessarily been the case. They're missing easy bunnies inside the lane. They're missing three-point looks. It's it's been tough so far offensively and turnovers certainly not helping the case for the Sharks. Yeah, and when you speak about turnovers, sometimes when you play a team like UH Manoa that does have a very strong defense, you're going to expect turnovers here and there, but you need to make the other team work to get those turnovers. Some of the mistakes from HPU are extremely preventable. Uh, one of the more recent ones, when Mai DeSantis tried to uh, pass the ball, I think he tried to go cross-court to uh, Neosulu, which it just got blocked and an easy takeaway for UH. So those are the kind of things that you need to not do, where he could have very easily just gone for the shot. Would have been a much better choice for him, considering where he was positioned on the court. So those type of things you know, I'm sure Jesse Nakamichi is addressing all of that because they are a better team than they're showing so far to start this second half, and that's where the frustration probably is for their head coach. Absolutely a better team than they've been able to show here at the start of the second half. I want to take an opportunity to remind everybody this game was tied at 20 before Juan Munoz hit an on-the-move three that put the Warrior, Rainbow Warriors back ahead, and since then it really has been tough sledding offensively for HPU, just 12 points since that point. Back to live action here as the Sharks come out in a 2-3 zone. Justin McCoy works in the middle, finds Jovan McClanahan up top. Kick out, finds a wide open McCoy. He drills the left wing triple. 53-32 now, the Hawaii lead up over 20 points. And there was, again, defensively for the Sharks. That was way too much time that Justin McCoy had. He's going to make that every single time. McCoy, the second leading scorer this season for the Rainbow Warriors, averaging 12 points a night and seven rebounds. He's shooting 40% from three-point range as well, so not somebody you want to lose like they did right there. That one, another turnover. The feed too low for Josh Niasulu and trickles out of bounds for the 12th turnover of the game on HPU. 53-32, 15 minutes left to play in this one as Hawaii has control of it right now. De Silva catches on the right block. We'll kick it back out to a cutting Noel Coleman who knocks down the three. And this is what we talked about before, Kuule, where this Hawaii team, their defense, sure, it's always going to be good, but it's the amount of options they have offensively that's so impressive. Diggy Winbush's left-handed layup off rim, no good. In transition comes UH. Noel Coleman's three, no good. Tipped by Matt, or pardon me, by McCoy is also off the mark, called in by Matt Van Coleman, and here comes HPU in transition. Here's Josh Niasulu feeding down low to Winbush. Winbush flips it up and in, and man, did HPU need that one. Puts it back down to a 22-point lead for Hawaii with 14 minutes left to play. And Winbush, he's been the guy all throughout tonight and really through these struggles for Sanchez. And just as I say that, a hard screen puts Diggy Winbush to the ground. Bernardo da Silva hammers down a two-handed dunk. And right now the concern is far more for the junior guard who is still on the ground, clearly in a lot of pain as Hawaii leads 58-34 here. We'll keep it right here as the training staff goes out to check on Winbush. Winbush, I mentioned it before, the defending PacWest Player of the Week enjoyed himself a really nice week last week where had 27 points against Westmont, the game winner against Slippery Rock. You heard that on these airwaves. And just eight points against Fresno Pacific, but tonight doing a really nice job and leading the way in scoring 12 points 
for the Sharks as he's still on the ground. It looks like he's sitting up, though. Yes. Just a little shaken up now. He's getting onto his feet, being helped out. Uh, just ran into the brick wall that was Justin McCoy on that. Yeah, a blindsided screen where he runs directly into it and he goes directly to the athletic training station and for good reason after he took a tough fall into the game for the Sharks is Cordell Ng and Tyrese Terrell as now HPU going to have to try and muster a comeback down their starting guard at least for the near future. Ng up top will find Weber. Weber with the handoff to Melo Sanchez will kick it back up top to Cordell Ng. Ng surveys, kicks it. Melo Sanchez straightaway three and man did the junior, pardon me, the sophomore need that. Up to eight points now on the night. Five points in this second half as now it's a 58-37 Hawaii lead. 13-30 left to play in this one. More sec sets the screen and Juan Munoz tosses it away. A miscommunication there as Sec was expecting a lob instead of a, a little heated pass, I'll call it, from Juan <laughs> Munoz. Uh, goes out of bounds for the fourth turnover of the evening for UH. And this could be the start of HPU's chance to start cutting away at this 58-37 lead that UH Manoa has right now. They got that stop, forced that turnover, and now just need to get a score here. Sanchez working against Noel Coleman, gets the Tucker Pelici screen. Free throw line floater off the mark, comes up short and rebounded by Morsek. Sek will get it over to Coleman, who will walk it over the timeline. Crossover dribble is stolen away by Cordell Ng. Here comes HPU. Sanchez in transition will drive the baseline, kick it back up top to Cordell Ng. Ng calls out the offense and will work with the Pelici screen. Looking. Feeds down low to Charlie Weber in the mid post. Weber, step back jumper, comes up short. Tried to get it up and over Morsec, and he couldn't. Fast break the other way, Morsec gets fouled. Melo Sanchez knocked it away there, but got some arm as well. It'll be two free throws for the seven foot one sophomore center out of Senegal as Melo Sanchez picks up his first foul of the evening team's second team foul of the second half. I must admit, Morsec's actually surprising me with how quickly he's getting down <laughs> and transitioning. It's a very different from what it was last year where he was a bit out of shape. Now he tends to get there a lot quicker, so it's not just surprising the Sharks, but it's also surprising me. I'm pleased to see it as well as somebody who covers this UH team as first free throw up and no good comes up just short for Sec where you're right, he's doing a really nice job running the floor this season and especially here tonight and it, conversely, the guards are doing an excellent job looking for him and rewarding the big man for running, which in turn encourages him to continue running. He likes to get those open like dunks down low. That's why yeah. he feeds off of that stuff. I was going to say it sends the Stan Sheriff Center into a frenzy there. Melo Sanchez didn't allow him to get the dunk. Instead, a one-for-two trip at the free throw line for Sec puts it to a 59-37 lead for UH. Just over 12 and a half minutes left to play in this one as Ng will feed Weber at the left elbow. Weber hands off to Melo Sanchez, whose turnaround jumper off the rim and no good. And they're going to get a loose ball foul called on Charlie Weber. It's his second, the team's third. And 
HPU comes up with nothing on that offensive possession. Munoz working against Ng will hand off to Tom Beatty. Beatty driving against Terrell will kick out to the right wing for Harry Ruliadef. Ruliadef will swing it to Cotton who finds Munoz. Munoz gets a screen from Morsec. Feeds it in, Sec patiently waits, gets it blocked away by Tucker Pellici. Nice sleight of hand there. Ball finds its way out to Munoz. His three comes up short. Offensive rebound by Tom Beatty, and he'll get fouled. He'll head to the line for a pair as Charlie Weber picks up his second. And when we come back, it'll be Tom Beatty heading to the free throw line for two. Hawaii leading 59-37, 11.46 left to play. Timeout on the floor, we'll take one, two. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Simplify Arena. Paul Brecht, Kutule Ogbayani bringing you all the action as Hawaii leads HPU 59-37 with 11.46 left to play in regulation. And here this second half, it's been all Rainbow Warriors. The struggle on offense continues for you or for HPU and good news for the Sharks is Diggy Winbush who went down with a hard fall had to be helped off the floor is back on the bench and looks like he's going to check back into this game so some good news for coach Jesse Nakanishi and his squad as the team's leading scorer tonight with 12 points will be able to return. Yeah, HBU just looking to, to get back on track and not lose their ass assignment defensively. It's it's reminiscent to, you know, when we were calling the Maui Invitational Games and Shamnad, you, you understand that you're the Division II team. You understand you're playing a Divi Division One squad. Not only that, but this UH Manoa team is probably the best team that we've seen in the last few years. But you need to make sure if you're HPU to play your best basketball and play limit all of your mistakes. And right now, they're... they're doing things that are usually uncharacteristic in the games that we've seen them, and that's kind of the frustration that's been with Jesse Nakanishi so far. First free throw up and off back iron for Tom Beatty, but no, you're right. This is a great UH squad, and there's a reason that HP wanted to play them. Second free throw up and good as Hawaii ticks over the 60-point mark, and that's because they have their Hoops in Hawaii Classic coming on up and some really talented competition in their San Bernardino they start things out with, so uh, two tough games back-to-back. -back. This is a great way for the Sharks to get ready for that one, especially with a game that doesn't necessarily count. Back to live action as Winbush feeds Tucker Pellici down low, and Pellici puts in the bunny. 60-39 now, Hawaii leads HPU, and really that's all the Sharks need to do is finish because they've gotten good opportunities here in the second half, just so many layups that have rimmed out. Munoz finds Cotton up top, who will drive on Tafe. His layup is too strong off the mark and rebounded by HPU and here come the Sharks as they look to bring the deficit under 20 now. Winbush working with the Polici screen gets into Beatty's body continues to survey comes back out and now will drive the lane once again on the baseline kicks it to Tyrese Terrell Terrell with 10 on the shot clock will find Weber Weber working against Rulia Def couple of dribbles, three on the shot clock. The jumper is no good, but they're going to get a foul called on Ruliadef. It's going to be his first, the team's third. And nonetheless, it will send Charlie Weber to the line, looking to cut into this Hawaii lead a little bit more. 
trailing by 21 with 10.41 left to play. Yeah, and here we go. Very important free throws. As we mentioned in the first half, both teams very uncharacteristic from the charity stripe and quite a few more misses than anticipated. First free throw is up and good for Weber. Sixty forty now is the score with 10.41 left to play. Second free throw is pure for Weber as it's now a 19-point deficit for HPU. Sharks not stopping fighting despite this game starting to get out of reach early in the second half. Beattie drives the lane, lays it up and in. Thought he might have dunked it, but didn't get that much air. 62-41 now. Hawaii leads HPU. And once again, we talk about the penetration that the Sharks' defense has allowed. Winbush gets into the lane, kicks off down low to Polici. Polici, shot fake, and we'll kick it back on out to Winbush. Winbush drives, finds Tafe on the left wing. Tafe working against Matt Cotton. We'll kick it on into the corner to Winbush. Winbush, ripped through dribble, drives the lane, finds Polici at the right elbow. That one comes up short, no good. Rebounded by Munoz, and back the other way comes UH. Munoz working against Tafe. Crossover dribble into the lane, passes on out to Matthew Cotton. It'll swing all the way around, finds its way back to Munoz, who will feed more sec down on the left block. Traveling violation called, and sec knew it. He <laughs> tried a quick move there on Polici and just didn't get the ball down first. If you are Coach Ganat and staff, though, you have to like that type of aggression from your sophomore center, being that he's only played basketball for a few years. He's still relatively green, and despite that, he's trying to put together an offensive game quickly here at the college level. Winbush finds Weber who will give it back to Winbush. Back up top is Diggy who will get the screen from Polici. Ball knocked away, finds its way to Therese Terrell who will swing it to Tafe. Tafe pickpocketed by New Zealand's Tom Beattie. Tom Beattie, Euro step up no good. Rebound by Morsec, his hook shot off the mark. Rebound collected by Charlie Weber and no points that time for Hawaii. Still a 21-point lead for the Bows as we tick under nine minutes to play. Josh Niasulu and Melo Sanchez getting ready to check back into the game for HPU. Winbush up top to Terrell. Terrell working against Munoz will feed down low to Polici. Polici with five on the clock. Working, right-handed hook shot, rolls around the rim and no good, rebounded by Sek. And that's been the case here in this second half for HPU. They're getting plenty of good looks near the rim, just can't get them to go down right now. 21-point deficit for the Sharks. Their basket just does not like them right now in the second half. It's almost like there's a lid on it right now. And throw it up high, bring it down hard. Munoz tosses the lob to Morsec, 64-41. And we talked about those roof-raising dunks that Sec likes to hammer home. One of them right there as now a 23-point lead for the Bows. Winbush gets the screen up top from Polici. Will feed Weber at the top of the key. Weber hands off to Terrell who will look to Polici up top. Polici, two-man game with Winbush. Back down low to the 6'11", Polici. Polici looking, five on the shot clock. Therese Terrell, left wing three off the back iron, no good. And the ball is going to be tipped, and we're going to get a loose ball foul called on Ethan Tafe. 
It's going to be his first and the team's fifth. Got a timeout on the floor, 64-41. The Hawaii lead over HPU, 7.45 remaining. Don't go too far. This is HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You've got a minor injury or you're feeling sick. Quick, what do you do? The answer is urgent care. Hawaii Pacific Health's virtual urgent care and walk-in urgent care clinics offer fast, convenient ways to get the care you need. You have the choice of a phone consultation, video visit, or in-person care at a neighborhood clinic. No appointment needed. Urgent Care is here to help you live a healthier life. Learn more at hawaiipacifichealth.org slash urgent care. You basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on into Simplify Arena, where UH leads HPU 64-41. Paul Brecht, Kutle, Agbayani on the call. And we would be remiss to not mention Noel Coleman. Over 1,000 career points with his three-pointer earlier in this half. And uh, congratulations to him, the senior out of Belgium. The leading scorer for the Rainbow Warriors has 12 points here tonight. Over 1,000 points in his career. And... That's just something nice to see, to get that nice four, you know, four-digit mark. <laughs> and exact, can you imagine if he doesn't score any more than that? He got the exact number that he needed, as it is on our game notes, that he is 12 points away from that 1,000 mark. So good job at that <laughs> reminder, Paul Brecht. See, every once in a while, I do have <laughs> a pretty good call out there. A nice job by Neil Iwamoto to, you know, make sure that we have all the greatest and best facts about the University of Hawaii basketball team. Back to live action as the Bows lead the Sharks by 23, 7.40 remaining here in this one. Harry Ruliadef catches it at the high post and will take a dribble and put it up and in. 66-41 now the Hawaii lead, the biggest lead of the evening now for the Rainbow Warriors. Winbush will feed my Ducenich back into the game for HPU. Hands off to Melo Sanchez, who will get it to Josh Niasulu. Niasulu up top, using the Ducenich screen. Can't go anywhere. Finds Ducenich back up atop. again. Ducenich with three. Ducenich with two. He's going to have to get a shot off. He does. That one's off the mark. No good. Rebounded by Ruliadef, and back the other way comes UH. McClanahan gets the screen from De Silva. Under seven minutes left to play here as Hawaii leads HPU by 25. Bernardo De Silva also back into the game, kicks it back out to Noel Coleman, his right wing three, no good. Offensive rebound, Harry Ruliadef up and in, and the offensive glass has been a key for, eight, or for Hawaii here in this second half. For the few shots that they do miss, they're able to clean up pretty well, is now up to a 27-point lead over their Division II counterparts. 6.30 left to play as Niasulu Drives the lane, and a foul is going to get called. It's going to go against Ryan Rapp. It's his first and the team's third. A little extracurricular after is quickly cleaned up by the officials. Baseline out of bounds now for HPU as Akira Jacobs checks into the game for the first time for UH. Jacobs, the first Japanese player for UH. Inbound finds its way to Diggy Winbush who will feed Matthew Van Komen at the right elbow. Van Komen looking with five on the shot clock, finds Winbush. Winbush with two. Winbush with one. 
And he'll get it to go with some English. A nice reverse layup there. Diggy Winbush getting jiggy with it once again. Cuts it back down to a 25-point deficit for HPU. Under six minutes left to play. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Javon McClanahan pulls up from the left wing. No good. Rebounded by Melo Sanchez. And he'll come back the other day with a head of steam. Sanchez back up top to Winbush. Winbush pull up three. Off back iron. No good. Rebounded by Akira Jacobs. And here comes UH with a 25-point lead in hand. McClanahan over to Coleman. Coleman slices through the lane all the way up and in. Once again, poor transition defense. Nobody getting in the way and stopping the ball. Coleman up to 14 points now for the Rainbow Warriors. Sanchez gets the Ducenich screen. Lob inside to Van Komen, and they're going to get a foul on the post feed. Going to call it on Bernardo Da Silva. It's his first, the team's fourth, as HPU will take the ball out. Baseline out of bounds. Into the game for the first time. A couple of, oh, pardon me, not a couple. Tom Beatty back into the game. And Matia into the game for UH. Inbound finds its way to Melo Sanchez. Left elbow pull-up is good. Knocks that one down, back down to a 25-point deficit for HPU. Sanchez feed, or pardon me, Beatty will feed Rap. Rap over to Matia. Matia skips it to Jacobs. Finds Bernardo Da Silva. Bernardo Da Silva will feed a cutting Tom Beatty, who gets fouled on the way up. He'll head to the line for a pair with 4.49 left to play. More sec getting ready to check into the game for UH. And now that a lot of UH Manoa's traditional bench players are in the game, this is where if you're the HPU Sharks and head coach Jesse Nakanishi, you really want to see your squad compete. You know, they're not... Some of the players on UH's uh, on the court for UH right now barely even see the the court during their regular games where they're a lot closer. So, being that you know that the the level uh, and talent on the other side on the UH Manoa squad is a little bit less than what you've been seeing all game long. So, if you're HPU, this is when you really need to start competing and start cutting into this deficit. That's a great point, Kule, Where this is an opportunity to start creating that momentum going forward. We mentioned a really tough test in the Hoops in Hawaii Classic coming up for HPU as second free throw is up and good. 71-45 now, Hawaii leads HPU, where down here you still see all these starters in as Diggy Winbush drives the lane and gets it up and in around more sec to cut it down to 24. Ryan Rapp, right corner three off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Niasulu, and back the other way comes Winbush. You'll notice all of the starters in the game for the Sharks still, so like you said, trying to get that momentum, trying to get back on pace as Diggy Winbush floats game or float game up and in did a nice job splitting the screen right there to go between two defenders and Diggy Winbush what's there left to say about the guard here tonight he's been phenomenal for HPU Tom Beatty will find Jacobs on the right wing his three off back iron no good Melo Sanchez back the other way Crossover dribble pull up from the elbow is up and off back iron rebounded by Tom Beatty. 22 point deficit for the Sharks as we tick under four minutes to play. Beatty finds wrap up top. Back up top to Beatty. Beatty working against this 2 3 zone of HPU. Into the corner, Matia. His three is no good. Rebounded by Diggy Winbush. 
And back the other way comes HPU, looking to continue stringing together these stops and scores. Winbush working with the Ducenich screen. Picks up his dribble. Feeds down low into Niasulu. He'll face up. His jumper is off the mark, no good. Rebounded by Beatty, and here comes Hawaii. Three minutes left to play in this one as we'll get a timeout from Hawaii. Coach Iran Ganat calling that one as 3.05 left to play. Hawaii leads HPU 71-49. Don't go too far. We'll have the finish for this one coming right up. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hello and welcome back on into Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht, Kutule Agbayani, bringing you all the action as Hawaii leads HPU 71-49 with 3.05 left to play. I want to take this opportunity to remind you that this broadcast brought to you by DSE Hawaii. DSE Hawaii, a locally owned and operated, DSE Hawaii is a union electrical contracting company that's been providing quality work in the most efficient manner for over 35 years. And it looks like Coach Jesse Nakanishi empties his bench here with 3.05 left to go, similarly to what Coach Iran Ganat does on the other side into the game for the first time is Jacob Kimura, the local boy out of Punahou, checking in for the first time here tonight. Cordell Ng also into the game once again for the Sharks. Tucker Polici, Charlie Weber as well with Ethan Tate. Akira Jacobs knocks down the mid-range jumper to get himself into the books. His first points of the evening as it's now a 73-49 UH lead. Tafe working up top. Works against the Polici screen and off his knee out of bounds. Another turnover for HPU. 73-49 still with 2.36 remaining. 13 turnovers in this one for uh, HPU just six for UH. Inside feed, Akira Jacobs finds a wide open Morsek who hammers it home. 75-49 now. Hawaii leads U or HPU with just over two minutes left to play. And that's some of the stuff you like to see if you're Coach Ganat and the coaching staff where you see Akira Jacobs use these minutes to really get his confidence up. Polici's right-handed hook off the mark, rebounded by UH where you get to see these players who, like you mentioned before, don't necessarily get as much burn, as much run for the Rainbow Warriors. You get to see and work on your depth for later on in the season, especially with conference play coming up here in just a few weeks. That one's stolen away, tipped by Tucker Polici and secured by Cordell Ng. Here are the Sharks with under two minutes left to play. Weber hands off to Ng. Ng with a head of steam will drive the lane, runs into two defenders, kicks back out, finds Ethan Tafe. And Tafe going to get fouled by Rapp. Ryan Rapp picking up his second foul. Rapp, the six foot five junior out of Melbourne, Australia, fouling his fellow uh, countrymen in <laughs> Tafe, also from Australia, though from Brisbane, where Harry Ruliadef hails out of. Ing finds Jacob Pimura out on the right wing, who will feed Polici. Polici, a couple of dribbles against Sec. Does a nice job taking his time and up over his left shoulder and good as Polici cuts it down to a 24-point deficit now for HPU. One minute left to play as Beatty working up top. Mishandles his dribble. will kick it to a Jacobs and get it right back. Back to Beatty. 
Up top to Jacobs. Post feed down low to Sec. Sec takes his time. Hook shot up and no good. Ball is tipped out of bounds. It will go to the Sharks. Looked like it might have been off of Charlie Weber, but hit off of a Rainbow Warrior last. 49.9 left to play. 75-51 the score. Ing. We'll Sec wanted over. to do what Felici just did to him, but it didn't happen. I was going to say, it looked like one of those, I see you, and now check this out, except he wasn't able to make it go. Cordell Ng's layup, or pardon me, jumper is no good. He saves it back in bounds, finds its way to Mattia. Mattia kicks into the right corner. Ryan wraps three. He drills that one, much to the delight of the crowd at hand as Hawaii up 78-51 now, and... One last possession for HPU, likely will do it. Ng working with the Polici screen, finds the 6'11 forward. Polici's left-handed hook rolls around the rim, up and in, 78-53. And that will likely be your final score as Tom Beatty will walk it over the timeline and let the time run out. It's a 78-53 win for the Rainbow Warriors, HPU. Falls 78-53. Don't go too far. We still have the post-game show to break it all down. Give out our Yayu player of the game. Don't go anywhere. This is HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Those sunglasses are killers. Who made them? Where can I get them? Yayu HNL is the newest brand for all sports apparel and accessories, like these polarized sunglasses with 100% UV protection. Yayu, let's get it. Visit yeah-the-letter-u-hnl.com. Welcome back on Into Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Paul Brecht, Kuule Ogbayani bringing you all the action today as Hawaii takes down HPU 78-53. Welcome on into the post-game show powered by DSE Hawaii. DSE Hawaii providing customer value for over 35 years. Got the alma mater, a beautiful tradition they have here at the University of Hawaii playing after the Rainbow Warriors 25-point victory over the Division II HPU Sharks. A good reminder, counts just as an exhibition for HPU, so technically they still hold that five-game win streak as they head into their Hoops in Hawaii Classic uh, tournament. And for the Rainbow Warriors, this one does count. Moves to 7-1 and one on the season. Continues to remain unbeaten here inside the friendly confines of Simplify Arena inside Stan Sheriff Center. And as we start to wrap things up here, Koo, I want to point out a few things for HPU because it was a good job by them competing against a high-quality University of Hawaii team that a lot of us here on the islands expect to compete for the top of the Big West and potentially for a slot in the NCAA tournament come March where you go against this team and you see the size that you might face in the postseason in Division Two and more size than you might face in the postseason of Division II. So a nice test for them early on, one that doesn't necessarily count, but one that you're able to look back on the film of and say, all right, hey, we were right there, 2020. What happened from there? 
Yeah, and not even just the size, but just that pure speed, that first step that UH Manoa has in, in terms of like their guards, where you have Jovan McClanahan, and then you have the quick shooting uh, player in Juan Munoz, where he's just a completely unstoppable. So definitely a good test for HPU. As you mentioned, it does not count, but this is why they play the games now. Uh, Jesse Nakanishi and his staff can go, you know, watch the tape and see where they need to improve on. One big improvement does need to be just not letting the opposing team just drive into <laughs> drive to get those easy baskets as we've been seeing with UH Manoa. It's almost like here you go, have the lane. So that's definitely something that they need to improve on. I must say that I am very impressed by Tucker Pelici. He is a player that uh, was able to transition back on defense on Morsec. As we mentioned, a lot of times Morsec was just getting down and uh, being open under the basket, quickly transitioning for UH Manoa. But Tucker Pelici and towards the ending there going up for those shots. So he's someone that was somewhat of the surprise for me personally considering where he was last year and how much better he is this year. And that's something you really like to see if you are Nakanishi and staff where Pelici is a guy who's been in the program for a long time. You've seen spurts from him and there right at the end was the most impressive I would say that I've been able to see as he's able to finish a couple of times inside the paint against Morsec who is a high quality defender he actually leads the Rainbow Warriors in blocks per game this season so uh, just something to keep an eye out there closing things out here at Simplify Arena as Hawaii takes down HPU 78-53. You're listening to the post-game show powered by DSE Hawaii. DSE Hawaii providing customer value for over 35 years. Just one more thing to hand out before we get out of here, and that is our Yeah You player of the game. Yeah You H&L is the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories. Get 50% off your purchase with code HSRN50. That's HSRN50 at yahuhnl.com. That's Y-E-A-H, the letter U, H-N-L. Yeah, you, let's get it. Let's and so get it. I turn it over to you, my friend, Ku'ule Ogbayani, to hand out our Yeah, You player of the game for tonight's action over on the HPU side. I don't think there will be any debate on who our Yeah, You player of the game is for this one. Got to give it to Diggy Winbush. 18 points, five assists, no turnovers, and a steal. And it's just, he was very impressive. He did not let up. He had, you know, a couple of things that I'm sure he will fix uh, as they get prepared for their next game. But for the most part, he just kept attacking, didn't let anything get to him. Even after he took that shot and that blind screen by Justin McCoy, huh. he was able to get up, go back into the game, and put up a few more points after that as well. So hands down, our Yeah You player of the game goes to Diggy Winbush. Let's get it. Diggy Winbush, your Yeah You player of the game. One more time, Yeah You H&L is the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories. Get 50% off your purchase with code HSRN50 at yayouhnl.com. That's Y-E-A-H, the letter U, H&L. Yeah You, let's get it. I'm glad you, uh, you mentioned the zero turnovers because that's the last thing I want to touch on here tonight as Diggy Winbush, our player of the game, our Yeah You player of the game, and it encapsulates exactly what we were talking about all night where the Sharks were struggling taking care of the basketball, but despite that, all throughout and in 31 minutes of play and through through some injury, we'll say, some, some pain, uh, Diggy Winbush able to take care of the basketball better than anyone else on the squad especially considering the amount of time that he touches it. One more time, Hawaii takes down HPU 78-53 here inside Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. I want to say 
Thank you so much to our Chaz on Tai in studio who has been on the ones and twos making us sound super nice and making sure we're on the airways for you beautiful people. I want to say thank you to everyone here at HPU and UH who always help out making sure these broadcasts are the best that they possibly can be. And one last thank you to you, my friend, Kule Agbayani, my broadcast partner here tonight, who really rocked out as usual, as we always do. And if you are going to miss us, just a reminder, you can tune in tomorrow morning Woo! and hear us on Wake Up in the Den <laughs> with Kule Agbayani, 8 to 9 a.m. weekday mornings on 95.1 FM, AM 760, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Ku, I want to give you the last word tonight as we saw HPU fall to UH. As the fire alarms are going <laughs> off right now at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff's Center. So better make this quick. No, uh, just mahalo for listening, everybody. And then as we said, shakas to our guy Kyle Galdera, who is usually in this seat, but he had Spectrum uh, Sports duties, as we understand. But he'll be back for our next broadcast. But if you guys want to keep track of when our broadcasts are, be sure to go to hawaiisportsradio.com and click on the HPU Sharks tab. Or in general, click on our program guide as well, as we do have OIA girls basketball coming up later this week. And that should be pretty exciting as well. Not going to want to miss any of the fun stuff we have on these airwaves on HSRN. Thank you so much for listening us, listening to us here tonight as Hawaii takes down HPU 78-53. For Ku'ule Agbayani and our whole crew, I'm Paul Brecht. Thanks so much for listening. This has been HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Aloha. You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. This broadcast was also made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play -play announcer Paul Brecht, color commentator Kule Agbayani, and in-studio technical engineer Chaz Ontai. Visit hawaiisportsradio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.